0: Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Beep, beep, I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles (laughs) W. Fire Chief Bryant, and there's Jerry Fire Commissioner Roland. I'm just a Class 1 firefighter, but that's okay, because this is Stuff You Should Know, the the fire truck edition. (laughs) I should say, I think every time we say fire truck, we should say fire twuck, okay, for the whole episode. Fire twucks? Because that's about the level of uh, engagement that everyone can expect from us this episode because I love fire trucks. Like, my inner three-year-old is like, yes, let's do this and give me like a Fisher Price drum to bang on while we're talking about it. Maybe one of those xylophones.
0: Yeah, and if you hear me sighing repeatedly, just to give you context, it's election day. Right. And I'm just in a bad mood. Don't
1: get political,
0: Chuck. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm just, oh, what was it I said? I said I'm already dreading my hangover that I'm going to have tomorrow. That's right. And I haven't, I was like, I'm not going to drink for a few days preceding Tuesday.
1: Oh, you're saving your liver up?
0: Yeah, just because, oh, man, let's do. Let's talk about fire trucks. They're happy.
1: Let's. <laughs> have you been on our… Uh, our um Fire truck? Yeah.
0: Our company, Fire
1: Truck. It's the Wayback Machine, is now a tricked out fire truck.
0: Uh, yes. And you know what's funny? <laughs> what? To bring this full circle, we have in one of our little quiet rooms, we have little quiet rooms. So you can go like take a phone call. Or yeah, sometimes they pick a nap in there. <laughs> um, and we have one of our old school. Illustrations that we used to blow those up and frame them of a fire truck. Yeah, the old house stuff works website.
1: Lee Lee Dempsey made those.
0: Lee Dempsey, and it looks great. Mm -hmm. And so I was on the phone this morning. Mm -hmm. I got up early to go vote. Emily, Emily texted me, um, which, by the way, is—I mean, I got it out of the way. But I waited in a longer line than you know that first rush. Yeah, it's a longer line than at like nine fifteen. Emily, went, she was like, "There's nobody here." Yeah, so I guess I kind of had to. I go vote. Emily calls me and says that my daughter's upset because she th- thinks I went to boat, and she's upset because I didn't take her sailing. <laughs> so she's crying. Right. Emily's like, "I don't know what to do. Can you get on Facetime at least and show her that you're work?" I was like, "Yeah," and, yeah. and not sailing. Right.
1: And they're like, "Let me put on my captain's hat just to mess with it up." I
0: thought about that, so I go in the quiet room, get on Facetime. And in the background of FaceTime is that fire truck. Right. And that immediately took over the conversation (laughs) because she was like, fire truck? (laughs) And all kids love fire trucks. Jerry's just talking about her. Her daughter loves fire trucks. Yeah. And so in a weird way, uh, it all just sort of came around.
1: Nice. I want to get in on this too. Momo (laughs) loves fire trucks as well.
0: Ooh, most dogs hate fire trucks.
1: Oh, she loves them.
0: Man, my dogs howl at the moon.
1: Oh, yeah. Momo doesn't do that.
0: Really sirens don't uh, no. yeah, She's my dog's just not
1: big on thunder,
0: yeah, my dogs don't mind thunder, but they hate they hate fire siren, guns, huh? just they sirens,
1: just us just hit their their hearing just right,
0: I guess, or maybe they're singing songs of love,
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like I, love fire <laughs> I didn't I've never asked to be honest, but they howl at sirens, so I want to settle something right out of the gate that I never understood. you've heard of a fire truck, mm-hmm. You've heard of a fire engine. Mm-hmm. You've probably heard somebody point to a fire truck and go, there's a fire truck. And then somebody else points to that same fire truck and says, there's a fire engine. Yes. It's interchangeable. That's actually wrong. There is a difference between a fire truck and a fire engine. And the difference is fascinating. Yeah.
0: and But still in the practical world of just people and kids, largely semantical. But, well, yeah, there is a difference, though.
1: people and kids who are wrong.
0: Well, let me, let me say this. We will explain to you the difference, and then it's up to you if you want to go around to people and say, that's a fire truck, not a fire engine.
1: Actually, we should advise you now <laughs> not to do
0: that. Don't do it, but just hold that knowledge in your, in your brain. Sure. So what's the diff?
1: <laughs> uh, just saying it to yourself, is a, that's a big difference, you know?
0: Well, one actually holds water. Isn't that the main diff?
1: Yeah, if you take away the word fire— Mm -hmm. Uh, Right? From fire truck and fire engine. You got an engine and a truck. (laughs) Yeah. And if you understand the origin of fire engines, it will make total sense. Mm -hmm. Fire engines were originally just a water pump used to douse water on a fire. It wasn't on a truck. It wasn't on wheels. Yeah, It was on a sled that people dragged from one place to another in the 17th and 18th centuries in Europe and America. It was an engine for pumping water, right? Yes, and if today, if you are appropriately using the word fire engine, what you're talking about is a, a vehicle with four wheels that is basically the point. More than four wheels. Is but yeah. to uh, five wheels, <laughs> four and a half. You got a one in the center. <laughs> is, to, uh, is to move a giant amount of water and a pump mm-hmm. and some hoses to a fire to douse water on the fire. Same thing as it was in the 1680s. It is today. It's just updated to make it a lot more easy to get it from point A to to point B. Right. That's a fire engine. What's a fire truck?
0: Well, a fire truck doesn't have that water tank full of water.
1: Right. It has, like, ladders, mm-hmm. firefighters. Um, who... It can even be hooked up to a hydrant. Yeah.
0: But it's it doesn't, like, if you live out in the sticks and you're— your little farmhouse is on fire, Mm -hmm. which is super sad. But uh, in other words, if you don't live near a fire hydrant, you can still get that fire put out if you have a fire engine nearby.
1: Right. And usually if there's like a structure fire or something, the first truck that shows up is going to be the fire engine. They're going to say, we need to get the water and usually the foam out there Mm -hmm. and start spraying this thing down. And a fire truck may not even show up depending on how the fire engine does controlling the fire with the water.
0: Yeah, or I uh, bet they show up because they're kind of just bored anyway. Right,
1: they are bored. They're like, we've cooked chili five <laughs> times today. I'm so tired of chili. Yeah, um, but the the fire truck, if it does show up, it'll show up with a bunch of firefighters who probably aren't going to mess with any hoses. They're going to run in there and rescue people. They're going to collapse holes into the roof to get the water in there. They're they're, they're like assisting. The people with the hoses, and we'll get right. much more into depth about this. But let's let's talk about the history of fire engines a little bit. You ready for that?
0: Yeah, because like you said, they were pulled by people, uh, and that you know the downside of that. There are many downsides to that, but one of the biggest ones is once they get to the actual place where they need it, they're
1: tired. Yeah, pulling like a giant metal tank of water yeah. with a pump attached to it. So
0: they're like, we're here, but we can't we're not very good right. uh for work right now.
1: Right. We're here. We're tired. Get used to it. <laughs> so they, for like yeah. fifteen minutes.
0: <laughs> Eventually they, they started to use horses, but again, you know, these things were heavy, so even horses wore out. Yeah. You know, after, you know, six or seven blocks, these horses were like, now I'm tired.
1: Right. The, the people would be like, "Are you tired horse?" and the horse would just stomp once,
0: yeah, you know, so that that helped solve problems, but it was really the advent of the you know not the fire engine but the car motor,
1: well, yeah, first it was the yeah, steam yeah the truck, basically, yeah. um, but the early firefighters were like those things blow up and they're not very reliable, so it actually didn't catch on very well. It wasn't until like the motor powered vehicle, like a diesel powered Motor engine, a combustion engine that's what I'm looking for, yeah. And I think about the 1910s when fire engines started carrying those or being moved around on those, that's when it, it really started. And then for a little while, up until like the 20s or 30s, steam and horse drawn firefighting equipment, yeah, they moved coexisted to like the fire trucks, yeah. Where, whereas, like the fire engine moving this heavy, huge amount of water. That was a combustion engine that did that.
0: Yeah, and then uh, it says here in 1911, mm-hmm. those Mack trucks started pumping out engines and yeah. motorized vehicles. That's right. And that really changed things. Uh, and then, of course, if you listen to our Skyscrapers podcast mm-hmm. in the 1930s, bil- buildings started getting taller and taller, mm-hmm. and or our Hotel Fires uh, podcast, and yep. then that became a problem. They're like, we just figured out how to get here quickly and now you're building these tall buildings that right. catch on fire, so that's when these ladder uh, ladder technology started. You know they they were kind of forced to ramp up their their game in mm-hmm. terms of getting people higher and higher up.
1: Yeah. So when you when you had like horses finally pulling stuff, mm-hmm. um, you still had tired firefighters who had to run to the fire. So, they right. put on sideboards, and then that just made it harder for the horses. So, finally, somebody said, Let's just separate these two things. Right. Let's come up with fire trucks and fire engines. And the fire trucks are going to move the firefighters to the fire so they won't be tired. And then somebody said, Well, now we have skyscrapers. So, now we need a different kind of truck, the ladder truck. Right. So, technically, and from what I can tell, you're going to find components of all these. And I think all of the different kinds of fire. Let's just call them fire trucks. Okay. Okay. Um, But there are also specialized trucks, trucks that specialize in delivering water. Sure. Trucks that specialize in delivering equipment and personnel. Mm -hmm. And then trucks that specialize in ladders. Yes. Okay? Yes. So that's kind of, you can have it all in one truck or you can have it broken out into three specialized trucks.
0: Yeah. And and what kind of trucks you have in your local uh, municipality or county Mm -hmm. depends on a lot of things, how well-funded, right. how many people live there, how uh, rural it is or how jam-packed it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, I mean, it's a science in itself in a city like New York yeah, to make sure you're covered fully. Right. You know, like every nook and cranny of New York City is covered.
1: What was that um, early, like, computer civilization simulation called? I think it was called, like, Civilization or something like that.
0: No, was it a game?
1: yeah. I don't know. But there was a thing where like fires would break out in your town and you're if like, you, just, you didn't think about that, did you? If you Right. <laughs> so you had to send out the fire brigade. Yeah. And if you just neglected it, then all of a sudden the area around it would fall into ruin and then there'd be like discontent among right. the population and you're, and you're like, everything. man, I was
0: having fun building a shopping mall. Right. Now I, I have to deal with this it. burned out <laughs> building, right?
1: Um I can't remember what it was called. I'm sure we're gonna hear from it. It wasn't everybody. The
0: Sims, was it? No, no. It okay. was
1: it was much less sophisticated than The Sims, but Very engrossing, for sure. I've never played one of those. I think that was actually the slogan, the quote on the box. (laughs) Much less sophisticated than Sims, but very engrossing nonetheless. Uh, So with World War II or
0: post-World War II is when you got these buckets. Um, I don't think we mentioned the bucket brigade. You know, you've heard that term. Mm -hmm. That was pre-fire engine, and that's when they, you know, had long lines of men Filling up buckets of water and handing them to the guy next yep. to you. That's how they fought fires. Really. Pretty amazing.
1: There, I saw, I just want to say real quick I saw, I think on Twitter, there was a bookstore in, I believe, the UK mm-hmm. that moved locations down like down the road thanks to basically a bucket brigade of volunteers who just handed it book by book. Oh, nice. And moved it from and one then they location them to the another. End. <laughs> right. Then they charge the guy.
0: A book burning brigade. It's
1: like, I thought you were volunteering.
0: <laughs> so post-World War II is when we got what we know as cherry pickers. Um If you've ever seen these buckets on an extended arm, like maybe someone repairing the phone line or the cable guy or mm-hmm. whatever, it's the same thing. It's um, a much safer way to rescue someone than throwing them over your shoulder at the top of a ladder. Which they'll still do.
1: Yeah, there's ladders that will extend you up and buddy you're hanging on to the top of the ladder. Oh man. But if you're in a bucket Can You imagine something like, no, scarier? <laughs> no. I can't. Because they have ladders that go up, you know, like fifteen stories. Yeah. That's a hundred that's a fifteen story building just standing on the top of a ladder. I would literally <laughs> lose my mind. Yeah, you're not uh cut out to be that guy. No, I'm not. Um a bucket I would just crawl down in the bottom of and be like, get me down and just scream that the whole time. But yeah. I, would, I don't think I would lose my mind. I'd just, you know, lose my S.
0: Well, but most of those buckets are open-sided anyway, so you still might oh, lose no, your mind. Lose I mean, they have mind. railings and stuff, but. No,
1: nope, doesn't matter.
0: Um, I've been in one of those on a film set. Like, I've been pretty high up in a cherry picker. Uh huh. Um, and it's,
1: yeah, I mean, they're,
0: I don't have a big heights thing, but I was still kind of like, well, if this thing. Something happened. I would be
1: in bad shape. Right. Imagine if you actually were also afraid of heights. If right. You had like the rational fear yes, and yes. then the irrational fear combined. Ooh. Yeah. But yes, yeah, some of them do have this. With the ladder, they the ladder will go up, and then it's um, usually on a turntable, which is basically a gear that moves it left and right. Yeah. But with one of those cherry pickers, usually it's an arm. That has like a, a at least one or two joints in it, mm-hmm. so you can kind of move that thing all over, like one of those nineteen eighties robot arms. Yeah, you
0: got a little joystick. Yeah, uh, and you're it's just like playing a video game.
1: It's like a Rock'em Sock'em <laughs> robot, but with a fire.
0: Uh, but the nineteen sixties is where we really sort of got to where we are now with the quote unquote modern fire engine, mm-hmm. um, and since then it's just gotten even better. Yeah, they're not all red.
1: Yeah. If you don't have a red fire engine, though, it's like, what are you doing? I like those white ones. Do you? Yeah, they're kind of cool. Well, they seem communist to me. <laughs> or the yellow ones. What is that? Uh, yeah,
0: I've seen yellow ones, I think.
1: I have to say, Charles, when I was researching this article, there is um, no more guarantee of local press coverage than a city buying a new fire truck. Oh, yeah? I cannot tell you how many entries there are for different towns around the country. Uh-huh. Look what we got. Yep. The fire department debuts new fire truck.
0: Yeah, they're all so shiny. <laughs> yeah. All the
1: chrome. Yeah, they're like, look at how much it costs. <laughs> yeah. And they're it's expensive. all ours because it's taxpayer owned. Yeah. That's it's, pretty cool. It's, I think it's cute. I, th- I think we should, I mean,
0: I would love to do another follow-up at some point on like firehouses. Because the whole thing... I mean, there's something about being a kid; you're just enthralled by it. Yeah. Because you walk by, you know, there's one right there in Oakhurst behind where all the restaurants are. Uh-huh. So people with kids are constantly walking by this thing, and the doors always open. Smells like chili. And the firefighters are always sitting around. Like, I mean, obviously, unless they're on an active uh, fire, they're they <laughs> they look like they're just enjoying. Each other, and they always smile and invite the kids in, and uh-huh. to take a look. And it just—it's such a cool job. Come on in, have some chili. I love it. Is there a cooler job where you're like putting your life on the line, but you're still, you know? Think. So just like I've been on military bases, those those people aren't just hanging There's out no smiling chili on
1: military bases. <laughs> There's canned chili in your backpack. Yeah, I know, but you don't want that. That's just to keep you alive. Sea, ra- sea rations. There's nothing joyful about that chili, you know. I don't know, I think you make a good point.
0: Uh, do you want to take a break? I do. All right, let's take a break and we'll we'll talk about what's on these amazing trucks.
1: Okay, everybody. Let's get down to it. What's on fire? Let's start with the fire engine. This uh, How Stuff Works article. Mm, boy, was it dry. It was dry. <laughs> um, there was a a, a lot of um, uh, what's it called when you conflate? I guess a lot of conflation, mm-hmm. where basically they make it sound like it's all just on one truck, and I guess it was because I think they made a visit to a North Carolina fire department to look at their truck and then based the entire article on that. But the writer was kind of funny. He was like, and then there was this thing, and then there was this yeah, thing, and this thing was cool, yeah. and then they had a thing here. Yeah, and they let me sit and pull the <laughs> uh, run the sirens.
0: Uh, but, you know, again, this is not – they're all shapes and sizes. Right, that's my point. I think this is sort of just a standard – when you see a standard fire engine – you can count on a lot of this stuff being on it. Bam. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one thing that you're gonna you're gonna have on an engine is a, a big tank of water. This but, is an engine, mostly. Right. Right. Uh, but you also have the ability, and this is really neat. If there's a lake nearby or mm-hmm. a swimming pool, even, or obviously fire hydrants are are handy. Um, you can suck water from those things and use it. Uh, but it's it doesn't just go straight into a hose. Um, it runs through the truck and then through the— I mean, there are hoses that attach to this stuff or suck it out. Right. But, but you're running it through the central engine. Right. Um, so you can regulate all that stuff.
1: Right. And like an engine has three components. Like every fire engine has at least three components. A tank filled with water mm-hmm. that it transports to the fire. Yes. A pump that pressurizes that water for yes. being pumped out. And then lines or hoses that, that the pumped out water shoots from Onto the fire. So
0: many hoses.
1: A lot of different <laughs> hoses. This article spelled out every single one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and what I gathered, too, was they want options, 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 yeah. so they can have speed, speed, speed. Right. So hoses, like, they'll they'll have the big, huge, you know, 500-footer. Mm-hmm. But then in compartments, they'll have 25-footers and 50-footers because mm-hmm. they just want to be able to get – Water the fastest possible way, and that's not all the times with the longest hose,
1: yeah, and it's also not necessarily uh the hose with the widest diameter that's the best for the job, right right um it could be a smaller fire, so you don't need quite as much water mm-hmm. so there there is a lot of um a lot of split second decision, but decisions mm-hmm. in in hose selection, basically, and from what I gather, the fire captain is. Telling the crew, like we're probably going to need these hoses. You take this hose. You take that hose. Yeah. Um, ready, break, kind of thing. Yeah. On the way to the fire. Right. So it's not like the the individual firefighters are necessarily deciding for themselves. Mm-hmm. Although I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm totally speaking out of turn. But just cobbling together separate facts. That's the impression I have.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I mean, obviously, when they get there, there's an assessment period that's mm-hmm. super fast. Really but fast. on the way I think you're right. I think they have an idea cuz they've been radioed. We've got a you know an apartment building that's four stories right. and this many units and the fire is largely on the top floors. So on the way the captain who sits in the passenger seat mm-hmm. is radioing to the uh firefighters in what's called the jump seat area right. which is that little area behind which carries like what six people. Four to, four to six. Four to six so people. So there's
1: up to like eight people in a fire engine from what I see.
0: So they're radioing back and saying, all right, when we hit the ground, we're going to need three 100-footers. And there are different ports on the you know sides or the back or the top of the fire mm-hmm. engine. It's not just like, well, there's only one area where we can get this water. right? Uh, again, they just want all sorts of options so when they get there, they can kind of hit the ground running.
1: Right. So uh, they literally hit the ground running when they get there. The yes. um, driver. The House of Works article made it sound like the driver is invariably the pump operator. I don't know that that's true or not, but there is somebody who's designated the um, motor pump operator, the MPO, mm-hmm. and they Whoa. look at you. You know, <laughs> uh, they hop out and they jump up onto the truck mm-hmm. and they start the pump. And the first thing that happens when that pump starts, um, I. At the very least, this How Stuff Works article had a truck that had an impeller water pump on it. And it uses centrifugal force, like it's rotors, like a turbine basically, spinning really fast. And when water hits it, it slings it outside. Yeah. And in doing so, the centrifugal force applied to it creates pressure. So it pressurizes the water. And they open the valve in the tank, because remember they've got maybe a thousand gallons of water right. Yeah, it kind of depends, bench.
0: but yeah, that's a lot
1: of water. It's a ton of water. Um, they, and they turn the pump on and they open the valve that dumps the tank the water from the tank onto the pump so that it's being pressurized, and then the, the pump sends it out to the hoses. Now, the reason that they do this is they want to be able to start dousing this, flame, this fire with water immediately, mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're also looking around for the fire hydrant to connect to for, like you said, a pond to drain, to drain from a swimming pool nearby. Mm-hmm. They can drain your swimming pool if they need to, to turn. To, yeah. If you're you know, the where, homeowner, what, what are you p- going <laughs> to do? Get that out of my pool. I don't like that neighbor that much. Yeah. Um, but they're looking for other sources of water and they can actually set up something called a drop tank, which is basically a collapsible portable pool, above ground pool. Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. I did, that was a little do, confusing. It was a little confusing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just something that just is semi-rigid that you stand up. And other fire trucks can come in from other areas and dump their tanks into the pool. Uh-huh. And then you've got the main fire truck drawing water out of it. So mm-hmm. it's like a temporary holding facility. But you're looking for another source of water because if you have a 1,000-gallon tank and you're using one of the um, the, the hose lines that's yeah. spewing out a 1,000 gallons a minute, You have one minute of water. Do the math. You need a lot more than that. So um, that's just basically to get things started while the other firefighters on the engine hop off and start connecting to another source of water, whether it's a fire hydrant or a pond or a swimming pool.
0: Yeah, I I would like to hear from some firefighters about use of the onboard water versus drawn water. But I, I have a feeling you're probably right is that that's just for the immediate, like, while you're getting hooked up to the hydrant, right. we're going to go ahead and, and douse this thing.
1: Yeah. Time is of the essence.
0: Time is of the essence, of course. Um, so all these lines, it's really kind of beautiful in its simplicity. These lines uh, are color-coded. So the hoses and the lines all have colors, so the, the person up there doesn't have to, like, you know, again, with time being of the essence, it's uh-huh. very simple, which – Uh, Because they're in control up there on that board of which hoses are being enacted at any given time, right? And there are, uh, you know, there are relief valves built in, so if you shut off one one hose, the other one doesn't go. Whoa! Double the pressure. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. All of a sudden, it's all the water's going into that one. Turns into
1: like a cartoon fire hose.
0: (laughs) Yeah, with like eight people. (laughs) It's like that. What was it? Uh, Oh, Roxanne, the Steve Martin movie.
1: Yeah. Did that happen in that? Yeah, it was sort
0: of the updated version of Cyrano de, Berge, de Bergerac.
1: Oh, I'm familiar.
0: <laughs> no, but I couldn't pronounce it right. You did it. Was it that? All right. But, but there were firefighters.
1: Right, but did they end up like being yeah, lifted
0: off of their feet? There were some funny scenes where Steve Martin's like on the telephone and in the background at a at a practice fire, like mm-hmm. zaniness is going on.
1: I'm surprised. In the background. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That was a good movie. I think I blocked that out. The whole movie? At least that part.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's that's what's going on with the water. Um, there's also foam like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, this, this foam, uh, fire retardants do a great job of sometimes they'll spray it on to make sure something doesn't catch on fire. Uh, I don't get the picture that it's always to put out a fire. Is that right?
1: I think uh, they use foam to make sure stuff doesn't reignite. Yeah. Depending on the type of foam, or depending on the type of fire, you'll use a different type of foam. Right. Like one prevents combustible. Class
0: A, I think, is to prevent reignition.
1: Right, of like maybe like a hot wood fire.
0: Maybe. It says here class B is more for car fires, Mm -hmm. uh, or if there's like gasoline that could, could, you know, ignite.
1: Yeah, and I was looking into it very—I think, actually, foam deserves its own podcast because apparently it's Like fire super, foam? —super toxic. Oh, I'm sure. And, like, routinely destroys water supplies when it gets in it. Yeah. But I also saw that they make some from proteins, which is, you know, it's natural, so I'm sure it's fine. You can probably eat it after a fire or something. What does
0: that mean? Is it like we turned a cow into foam?
1: Probably. <laughs> That's what glue's from. Oh, In Jell-O?
0: Yeah. We should do a show on Jell-O. No?
1: Wait. Did we? I think we did.
0: No, that was Lego.
1: No, dude, I think we we did. (laughs) Remember Jell-O molds? Did we? Yes.
0: Oh, good Lord.
1: Oh, it was a good one if I remember correctly. I have no memory of that. (laughs) I really believe that we did an episode on Jell-O. All right. And I think it was good. See, this is why when people ask <laughs> us on stage, like, what was your favorite episode? It's yeah. like, I say disco every single time because it's the only one I can remember routinely. Yeah. But there's so many, literally hundreds of episodes that I love yeah. that we've done, which makes me feel very proud of our work. Yeah, You know, the fact that we don't look back on it and say, like, Bleh. you know.
0: Just jackhammers.
1: Basically. <laughs> um, that uh, I think it's great. I agree. Not to pat ourselves on the back or break our arms doing so. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm kind of proud of what we've done over the last decade, Chuck.
0: Agreed. Congratulations.
1: Congratulations, Chuck.
0: Um so the hoses. Congratulations, yeah, Oh
1: yeah. I forgot that. <laughs> she just gave you a look.
0: <laughs> she's got a salad she's eating. She's not even paying attention. <laughs> um so hoses uh are called lines, I think, on the job. Um like I don't know, firefighters, I don't call them hoses.
1: No, they call them lines. Yeah. Yeah, you're a chump if you call it a hose. Hey, what kind of hose is that? You'll get <laughs> laughed out of fire.
0: So cross-lay hoses are hoses, um, well, I think that are laid on the ground. Is that right?
1: I believe that they are coiled up laying over one another, and they're easy to get to on the side of the truck. You can just grab the end of it and run. Okay. And they may even be pre-connected. There's a type of hose that's – it's pretty appropriately named, Uh Pre-Connect, it's already connected. So if you're the pump operator and you see one of your guys running with the Pre-Connect 3, you turn on Indigo Lever 3. That's right. Maybe Yellow 4, whatever it is, and now all of a sudden they've got water coming through it.
0: Yeah, they have uh, booster lines. I mean, again, we're not going to go through all these different lines, but... It's just very easy to say they all vary in diameter and length. Yeah, depending on what your needs are, de- Um
1: depending on the diameter, um, that that will that will determine how much water can come through at a at time. Sure, and some of them are up to a thousand gallons a minute. That's a lot of juice. But again, that's your whole tank in a minute. And I was like, "Gosh, that's so fast. That's that must be like a whole Olympic pool in in an hour or something." No, it's eleven hours. <laughs> So if you're a firefighter and you are putting out a fire next to an Olympic sized pool, you're like jackpot.
0: Yeah, and got the eleven swimmers. hours worth of water. Yeah, the swimmers are bum though. Yeah, no training yeah, I today. How
1: long it would take to <laughs> fill one of those things up?
0: Uh, well, it depends on what kind of hose. I'm sorry, line. Right. Yeah. You go. Uh, the real fun part, though, like if every child and adult alike, um, always wants to look at that deluge gun. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that is not a hose, but it is the thing that sits atop the fire engine that is like uh, sort of the equivalent of the, the Gatlin gun on top of the tank in warfare yeah. that you can just point that thing and water's being sucked from the, the hydrant straight through so it's regulated right. and into that deluge gun mm-hmm. and just massive, massive amounts of water can go really, really high and far. Yep, It's kind of that simple. It is, and I imagine that's you know, I don't know if everyone I am curious to hear from firefighters like if you have a permanent designation or if it's a tiered thing like you work your way up to deluge gun or if that's oh, the see. the lowest uh, job because I would guess not is because it's because you're just there on the truck. And maybe the more experienced firefighters are on that ladder going into the building. Mm-hmm. Or if they just take turns or draw straws. Like, that's I, what I don't know.
1: I don't know either. But I would guess that if you're manning the del- – or humaning the deluge gun, mm-hmm. you are pretty experienced because you've got – Basically, the whole truck's worth of water at your fingertips or so you whatever be, water
0: you know, all the water in the world, sure. Connected, but
1: if you haven't connected up yet, and they're like, start with the deluge gun, right? Which, from what I understand, would be something that they would do because you use the deluge gun to kind of dampen down a fire, yeah. That initial so that you can thing, get it you can get closer to it, yeah, with the, the lines, yeah, you know, and the, the personnel. So, yeah, it, it might be like the first thing you hit a fire with, depending. So, on maybe the, the, the most fire.
0: experienced firefighter. Because if you put the rookie back there, they're like, you're, that building's not even on fire. Right. And Jackson, you just-
1: <laughs> you're pointing the wrong way. Jackson. Well, yeah. Because they go by last name. Sure. I think. somebody's. There's got to be a firefighter named Jackson. Firefighter <laughs> Jackson, the rookie.
0: Uh, Again, more hoses. Uh, they have hoses called curb jumpers because they're on the curb.
1: <laughs> so many hoses. They
0: have hoses that uh, – that uh, are just carried up like that you can put over your shoulder. Uh, It's called a hose pack. It's Mm -hmm. like all bundled together. So you might carry that on your shoulder up the ladder in order to, once you get in there, you're like, I need another 50 feet of hose, man. I'm inside. And you've got one slung over your shoulder. Bam. Bundled together, ready to go.
1: They also have hoses that will run up ladders too. Yeah, So there's a line that will run alongside the ladder, usually a five-inch diameter line, which I think, a five D, <laughs> five ID. <laughs> okay, um, I think pumps two hundred and fifty gallons a minute. It's just yeah, significant. Um, that's a, I mean that's a lot of water, but they do that so that if at you know you can f- shoot water down onto a fire, which can be helpful. Yeah. For like a roof fire or something like that. And then they also have a lot of different nozzles too. Oh, sure. You know, a different nozzle does different jobs. Like um, if you have a piercing nozzle, Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard about one of these. They sound extremely dangerous. It can shoot right through walls. And I'm guessing like drywall walls, probably not a brick wall, but who knows? I'm sure it could shoot right through a window. But if you have um, a fire in another room and you can't get to it, you just use one of those piercing nozzles, and it shoots right through the wall.
0: You know what I'd call that if I was a fireperson? What? A master blaster. Nice. No. <laughs>
1: like, to get the master blaster up here, yeah, we got to shoot through some sheetrock. Wasn't that the guy with the 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 small guy? Yeah. Controlling the bigger guy. Uh huh. In Beyond the Thunderdome, right? Hmm. That was the only one they appeared in, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, you just n- nailed all of that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I didn't spoil Beyond the Thunderdome, did I?
0: Yeah, except you have to say it uh, like Tina Turner. You have to say Masta master
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't improve on what you just did.
0: Uh, and then there's the ladders, of course. Uh, like you said, some of these bad boys can go like 150 feet in the air mm-hmm. uh, via hydraulics, which is totally frightening. Uh, if you're going that high up, the truck is going to have uh, what are called uh, outriggers. Yeah. And those are basically just these huge... Um, heavy metal legs that come out from the side of the truck and land on the ground to really stabilize that truck.
1: Mm-hmm. They expand its center of gravity so it doesn't tip. Yeah. But they're so, they add so much pressure and force. Oh, man. They actually have to put down pads in between the outrigger and the ground so that it doesn't just go right through the asphalt.
0: Crush the concrete yeah. sidewalk. Yeah,
1: it's pretty pretty cool.
0: Um, This is all cool. Yeah. It's so funny how the little kid comes out. Yeah. You know, when you start talking about this yeah. stuff. Just like big, heavy things.
1: Uh, you want to take an ad break?
0: I need to settle down.
1: Yeah. We need to put our inner five-year-olds in timeout. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Our inner five-year-olds are being very quiet again. They're behaving. Yes. So we've got the uh, fire engine done, Mm -hmm. fire or ladder truck done, Mm -hmm. basically, right?
0: That ladder is telescoped up. You got the outriggers in place. Mm -hmm. It's a four-alarm fire, and things are going well.
1: So um, you're probably going to see other fire trucks show up. Yes. This is the classic literal version of the fire truck which is basically a um, human and equipment transporter. That's what it's for.
0: Yeah, and, you know, if you look at a fire truck and they've got all those compartments running along the sides, mm-hmm. they are all full of goodies. Um, Candy. Like you s- <laughs> yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Baby lambs. Uh, You're talking about the nozzles, of course. Uh, there's something called a barrel strainer. So if you have to throw uh, – if you have to suck water out of a lake um, – you don't want to suck up fish through there. No. Oh that would be kind of funny looking.
1: It'd be mean.
0: It would be super mean.
1: Have you ever seen video of a um, salmon a, ladder? No. I've seen that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, fish ladders. Um, but when they when they uh, it's not seed. But oh, stock. When they stock a lake. Oh yeah yeah. Sometimes they do it from airplanes. Uh-huh. And have you seen the one <laughs> of the close up of the fish just going like? Eah! I have not. It's. It's something to see.
0: It's either animal abuse or it's a wild ride that the fish is like, man, that's cool.
1: I, th- I think it's both. Yeah.
0: yeah. And now I'm in a big new home. Yeah. And then someone will catch me by putting a hook through my mouth.
1: <laughs> right. And they're like, "You'll never believe how I got here."
0: <laughs> Emily gets so sad when she sees fisher fisher people. Yeah. Yeah. She just can't help but think of the fish.
1: Even catch and release.
0: Uh, yeah. And I've said that. It's like, what about catcher and leash? She's like, Well, would you want someone to? hook you, pull you out of the water, and then just remove the hook and throw you back in. She makes a good point. She does. Uh, What else? There's all sorts of uh – of tools to, like, bust through walls and pull down ceilings.
1: Yeah, well, that's – so, okay, let's just – let's put this out there. If you show up on a fire engine, your job is to run lines, you're running the pump. Yeah. You're the captain being like, do this, do that. Somebody light my cigar. <laughs> that kind of thing. If you show up on a ladder truck, you're probably working a ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, if you show up on a fire truck – you are there to work the fire. You're there to rescue people inside the fire. Yes. Same with the ladder truck probably too. Um, you're there to manage the fire. You're tracking it to see if it's moving from one place to another yeah. or if it's starting to die down. You're in there pulling down sheetrock. With a pike pole? Yeah. Um, if you're pulling it from the ceiling. Or a
0: halogen tool?
1: Yeah, if you're pulling walls down.
0: May, that may be halogen actually.
1: Probably. Yeah. Sounds Irish, right? Sure. Um, which, by the way, I want to say, Rescue Me is probably the greatest firefighter-related TV show of all time. I've never seen it. The Dennis Leary show? I know the show. I've never seen oh, it. Oh, it. it was really good. Really? Yeah, it was bonkers. But it was very good. Very. And Dennis Leary does a great job. Uh, I'm surprised you watched that. It just didn't seem like a Josh show. Yeah, I was into it for a while. Yeah? That and then The Shield, too. Interesting. Yeah. All right. You know me that much better now. <laughs> I know. After all um, these years. So uh it probably is the Halligan tool is my point. But yeah. you're in there if you're a firefighter who showed up on a fire truck, you're messing with the fire to make it easier for the line operators yes. to get water onto the fire where it's needed.
0: Right. Yes, exactly. Uh Depending on how advanced your truck or how much dough your municipality has, you might have the jaws of life mm-hmm. on your truck, which – uh Thought about? I, I even looked up that article to see if that was worth doing one on. Well, uh, it may just be thirty minutes of us talking about how the fact that it is a super high powerful hydraulic powered mm-hmm. uh, can opener. Okay. So I that think doesn't that doesn't sound like a very good episode. <laughs> it might have
1: been like jackhammers. Okay. No, we'll steer clear of that.
0: Yeah, but the the jaws of life everyone knows uh, mm-hmm. is that super uh, high powered hydraulic can opener mm-hmm. that can cut someone out of a car. Right. Which is great. Uh, Exhaust fans, never really thought about that. But um, there are a couple of types of fans. Uh, An exhaust fan is one you would put in an entryway to suck out smoke. Uh, They also have positive pressure fans to blow air through and out Mm -hmm. the other side. Mm -hmm. And I imagine they can work in concert with one another depending on their placement.
1: Do you remember Greg, who was an illustrator for a while, too? Oh, it's like Illustrator Day.
0: That worked with us? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: He he had a house fire, and he said, like, his house was generally fine, but the insurance company was considering totaling his house be- just because of the smoke damage. Yeah. Like, it just gets everywhere. And oh, I'm you, sure it smells like that forever. Yeah, and you can't do anything about it. It's actually really not good for you. Yeah. To, to, like, live with that as it's dissipating for years and years and years, you know? I never really thought about yeah. that. You always think, like, no, the structure's damaged and compromised. But right. But the structure can be intact. Right. And the smoke can can total a house.
0: I, when I worked as a PA, I did an errand one time for a very, uh, not wealthy, but a pretty rich producer. Yeah. To his condo in Santa Monica, uh-huh. which had to have cost, like, a couple of million bucks. uh uh-huh. And I walked in uh, by myself. He wasn't there. He gave me the keys, and it was the stinkiest. He was a smoke cigarette smoker. Oh yeah, and he had been smoking in that place <clears throat> with the window shut for years. Mm-hmm. And this two million dollar sweet ocean view condo oh, was the most disgusting. It smelled like a a bar, right? Like the next morning,
1: it's ruined.
0: Ruined, and I just can't imagine like. I mean, do you desensitize? You used to smoke. It doesn't matter. Does he not notice it or does not care?
1: No, he doesn't notice it. Interesting. He does not notice it. Maybe if he comes back from a vacation or something, he might be like, oh, it smells a little like vaguely <laughs> like, smoky. I better get it going again or something. Oh, man. It was but so it's, stale it's and gross. It's toast, man. Like, yeah. like for any, if he wants to sell it, you would have to sell it to a smoker because any savvy person who understands the health risks of that is like, right. this This place is done. You would have to pull up the floors, pull out the walls, yeah. um, pull out the ceiling, just strip it to its bones uh-huh. and it's, start and over it from yeah. scratch. I just so, remember yeah, thinking like, the place. man, and he had a balcony. It's like, yeah.
0: and it's L.A. Oh, that is so lazy. <laughs> it's so lazy. Yeah. Uh, what else do they have? Bolt cutters, sledgehammers, chainsaws. <laughs> right. Small ladders, you know, you see them running with a ladder over their shoulder like a 10 or 12-footer. Yeah. They still have those little guys. Sure. Uh, And it's all very useful. They they basically have everything. A lot of them have EMS equipment Mm -hmm. or rappelling rope. It's just like everything you can think of. Yeah. Basically to save lives.
1: That's why you'll see like a fire truck at the scene of like a heart attack or something like that because the ambulance might – actually not have everything they need yeah. for a medical emergency. So they'll send the fire truck out, which seems like a colossal waste of resources and money. But I think I think something you said earlier might explain it <laughs> a little bit. That They're a little bit bored. Maybe. They're like, oh, heart attack, let's go. I, I'm sure it's nothing like that.
0: Okay. What, what my hope is from the show that we'll hear from firefighters that are like, you guys got kind of most of it right, and thanks for shining a light on us.
1: That's the best we can hope for. <laughs>
0: Uh, have you heard of, uh, did you look up these tiller trucks? You know, the, like the coolest job is to drive oh, yeah. the back of that thing. Like Kramer? Yeah, those are called tiller trucks, and tiller drivers uh, drive them. And it's a little cockpit, a one-person cockpit. I got this from Hot Rod magazine. Nice. And uh, you have to, of course, take a certification test to make sure you can drive it. Uh, and as everyone knows, or maybe you may not know this, but the whole trick to those things is you got to steer the, you got to get it in your head that you steer opposite. So when you're making a right-hand turn up front, um, you've got to turn that wheel left.
1: I could not do this. It I would, don't have that kind of coordination. It would be
0: tough, huh? Yeah. Could yeah. you do it? Yeah. I mean, I think you'd get used to it if that's your job. Sure. Like, you wouldn't want to be like, ah, right again, But when you're
1: driving your car, you just crash into stuff all the time.
0: Maybe. It'd be tough, I think. Like, you got to be able to flick that switch in your head Mm -hmm. Uh, because, you know, obviously, if they're turning right, you're turning that back wheel left. It makes it much more maneuverable. Right. And apparently, they are, as long as they are, if you've got an experience – tiller person back there, they are really super maneuverable on city streets. Well,
1: that's why they exist. Yeah. It's like it's way easier to get a very long truck that's cut into two that can take tight corners rather than one long truck that's one, you know, one long length of truck. Yeah. That's that's the whole reason they're there. I never understood that until like yesterday.
0: Yeah. And apparently they really work well um, in, in cities especially. Uh, and here's a couple of little tricks that I never thought about. There is a light on a rod at the, on top of the front cab. Mm-hmm. And as that's your, that's there for the tiller driver, tiller steerer to look at mm-hmm. as their center point. Okay. Like that's how they center their wheels. Oh, gotcha. And if they make a turn, they count, cause you know, you got to straighten back out afterward. Mm-hmm. They count like two and a half rotations on the wheel for this turn. Mm-hmm. So two and a half back in the other direction gotcha. to get straight again.
1: I'm, <laughs> <Neither> you're <me. laughs> actually making me anxious right now. I'm imagining myself having to do this like on the way to a fire on a busy city street. Well, they're usually
0: apparently the first person up the ladder too, so that is not the job for you. Yeah. No. Tiller driver and no. uh ladder guy.
1: I'd just feel like, I quit.
0: Yeah. Uh and it's funny, they, they interviewed and and took a like a course test, the hot rod uh author. Mm-hmm. And they asked, they're so like, Well, what happens if uh If you turn it the wrong way and they're like, well, then you're on the curb and you're knocking out cars and people. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, it's not good. Um, Pretty cool, though. Yeah. I think they said the uh, – here's another stat. The operating angle for a ladder, Mm -hmm. normal operating angle is about 65 to 70 degrees. And the biggest hassle of the ladders is uh, wiring.
1: Oh, I could. I, I'll bet.
0: You don't want to think about that.
1: You don't want to get it tangled up and no, no,
0: no good. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. You wonder, got anything else on fire trucks?
0: No, I want to try out tiller truck. I wonder if they let uh, civilians <laughs> like us just like get out in a big uh, closed down parking lot. It
1: probably depends on um, the level of corruption of the mayor of the town <laughs> that the fire truck lives in.
0: Well, they let the Hot Rod magazine guy do it.
1: No, he's a journo.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they cooked it up for. Like we could probably cook up a reason, sure. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll be like, uh, we're we're doing another episode on fire <laughs> trucks, and we need to do this tiller test.
0: Yeah, and they went. Don't you mean fire trucks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you're speaking our language, buddy. Uh, if you want to know more about fire trucks, go down to your uh, local fire station. Maybe ask them for some chili. They'll love for. They'll love you to ask do them
0: that. for a tour. I guarantee you, they'll if they're not busy, they'll say sure. Come on in.
1: And they'll, they'll probably give you some chili without asking. Yeah. Um, and since I said chili, it's time for listener mail.
0: Uh, I'm going to call this one on War Masks. That I was. Uh, I That's thought that was a pretty good episode.
1: Hot off the presses. Yes, it was a good episode, Chuck. Uh,
0: greetings from Dublin. Hey guys, fairly recent listener. I moved to Ireland from the UK about a year ago, and not knowing many people, you guys have kept me uh, provided a real comfort for me. Nice. Uh, I just listened to the episode on war mass, something I already kind of knew about. I used to work for a publisher specializing in military history, and while I found the glorification of war a bit sickening, I was weird. It was weirdly interesting uh, to me the effect of injury, mental and physical, on the sh- on the soldiers. Mm-hmm. We published a book called "The Whistler's Room" about so-called uh, deformed German soldiers, and she puts that in quotes as if to say, you know, it's right. not the proper nomenclature.
1: Care quotes, yeah.
0: Uh, getting medical treatment at a hospital before heading back out into the wi- uh, wider world. Uh, the men were called whistlers because, due to the injury, they could not breathe through their mouths or noses. Instead, had holes cut in their throats, oh my gosh. Uh, which created a whistling noise. Uh, the book, in turn, led me to a film called The Officer's Ward. Uh, it's a French film, uh, La Chambre d'Officier. Wow. Based on a novel, based on a true story. And following a French military engineer who suffered extreme injury to his face and throat on his first day of action in World War One, and his treatment uh, involved facial trauma uh, and a war mask. Uh, the ingenuity, uh, ingenuity, compassion, and perseverance showed by the doctors and nurses was apparently very accurate, as were the treatments shown. It is utterly compelling, heartbreaking, and I recommend it 100%. Uh, that is from Hannah McAdams. Keep up the cracking work. Nice. Love that. Yeah. Uh, so it's called the Officer's Award, French film. I'm going to check it out.
1: Yeah, for sure. Or the Chambre d'Officer. Yes. I tried to. Try it too. Okay. I mm-hmm. think you did it better, Chuck. Good work. Thanks, Hannah. Great name, too. Hannah McAdams. Kind of like rolls off the tongue like a punch. Yep. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us like Hannah McAdams did, you can find us at stuffyoushouldknow.com. All of our social links are there. Or you can send us all an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com.